Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSRHealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSRHealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Don't you love that music? That means the Dr. Pat Show is on. Talk radio to thrive by. This is our Enlightened Capitalism Hour. Thank you all for tuning in. Thanks for for listening. Thank you for all your emails. It's really been great to bring this message to you wherever you are. That's what I love about HealthyLife.net. You can pretty much listen to this regardless of where you are or what you're doing. And if you don't catch us live, you can always go into the archives. Uh, the Dr. Pat Show has archives up on the website, and it's pretty easy to do that. You know, today's show, <clears throat> today's show for me is a continuing conversation. I like to call it a progressive conversation, and it's a conversation that I have had the honor to have with an amazing individual who is changing the lives of thousands, and I'm speaking about Victoria Castle. She is a coach to executives, social entrepreneurs. She is the author of Trance of Scarcity, helping thousands of people, and believe me, trade, struggle, and self-doubt for fulfillment and ease. She is a master somatic coach, and she integrates this work into her powerful, powerful lectures and the work that she does. And so today on Enlightened Capitalism, we are bringing you Victoria Castle and her message I want to say, fabulous, fabulous book, The Trance of Scarcity. But more than that, it's about living life full out, and it's about honoring the dignity of the human spirit in everyone. Victoria, thank you so much for joining the show today. I am delighted to be here, Pat. Thank you. Uh, you know, you and I have had several chats and, uh, and I've got to ask you, because I think things are moving so quickly for you, that it's, it, 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 I would love for you to share what your experience has been like this past year and why what you're walking is so in line with what you've written. Uh, the experience of last year has been drinking through a fire hose. <laughs> it's been wild and fast and wonderful and what really showed up for me is by naming this trance, this cultural predisposition to non-enoughness, really freed up things that people immediately could see, oh, yeah, I got that going on in my life. So as a result of that, um, there have been many, many rich conversations like the ones that you and I have had and opportunities to be with people, speak to people, lead courses, um, where people are seeing another possibility. Because that's the thing about a trance. It has us. We're in it, and we're not conscious that we're in it. And so it keeps driving the train. So for me personally, it's been a, 
don't know a big enough word to describe the year. It's been huge and exciting and uh, certainly stretching for me. Um, and to see the difference that it's making for people, you know, I, I have the great privilege of having people email me when they've read the book going, oh, my God, I get it now. I can <laughs> my life. I'm going to go out and do what I've always wanted to do. I see that my story of I'm not good enough it, it's just a silly story. I don't have to live in that anymore. And, and by no means do I feel like belittle the stories that we're in, but when people really get that realization of, you know, I'm not locked into just one way of being, as far as I'm concerned, the whole planet gets healthier. Well, and that, that's what we see on the show. I mean, the goal from the very beginning was to change the planet one listener at a time. Someone commented to me, you've got to be out of your mind if you think you're going to do this one listener at a time. But, you know, whose mind are we out of when we have a thought that we are less than or we can't really achieve the things we want to achieve? Oh, yeah. And we're so predisposed to, let me tell you why it can never be. No, anybody in their right mind would know you can't pull that off. It's too late. There's not enough. People won't respond. We go on and on and on. And we, culturally, we call that being realistic. <laughs> but what we're forgetting there is that reality is something that we create, basically, by the, from the stories we tell ourselves and then how we embody them. So it, this is one of the things I've really come to know deeply about us is it isn't that things happen and bring meaning to our lives. Things happen and we decide what they mean. We're the ones that assign meaning. So we can shift our stories of being crippled and struggling and um, feeling inadequate or resentful or whatever it may be. We get to change those stories. Well, let's take a short break because we've got so much to talk about. For those of you just tuning in, you're listening to The Dr. Pat Show. This is our Enlightened Capitalism Hour. I'm here with Victoria Castle. Her book is The Trance of Scarcity, soon to be released again, soon to be in many languages. Lots to talk about. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is a short break. HealthyLife.net, the positive radio network. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. Uh, you know, the trance of scarcity, I don't know about you all listening to the show, but I've got to tell you that I didn't know that it was called a trance, but I certainly know that there were times in my life that I was fully, fully engaged in the trance. And I'm not sure what happened to help me snap out of it, but Victoria Castle certainly can help us with that. You know, Victoria, there's something in the book that you say, uh, that you say trances are sneaky. I get that, really, I, I really get that, that they are, but sneaky so that we can't detect them or just sneaky enough that we get a sense of, of how to really nail them. Uh, I think <clears throat> sneaky that until we detect them, we have no hope of busting out of them. So for us to become different observers of our lives, of our patterns, 
of how many times a day do I go, okay, that could never happen. Yeah, well, it's too late. Oh, no, oh, no, that'll be terrible. That, you know, I, I, I was thinking about that this other day of, um, oh, gee, I'm going to miss that, the bus. Now I'm going to lose my job. Now I'm going to lose my house. Now I'm going to die. Ah. So we just stop with, oh, no, I'm going to miss the bus and hold the anxiety. But if we finished some of our sentences, it'd be interesting for us to hear them out loud. So once we see a trance, we have all the information we need to go, no, I don't need to choose you anymore. I'm not going to um, maintain my loyalty and allegiance to you anymore because I see that's what you are. I can make another choice. But in a trance, we operate as if we don't have choice, and that's, I think, where the real danger comes from. How did you come up with this idea of calling it a trance? People ask me all the time about crust-busting. How did you come up with the calling it crust? How did you get a sense in writing this that, wow, this was a trance. There must have been something that was either downloaded to you or, or something that snapped. Well, it was precisely that. It was downloaded to me from really years of, as a coach and consultant and teacher of, of watching, wow, how is it that people have great ideas, want to contribute, uh, are genuinely interested in making a difference in the world, and something seems to stop them? What is that? So I... I was in a pretty constant investigation about that. And one day when I was meditating, I, I, I don't know if you remember the old Groucho Marx show where it would float down on a, um, the card would float down on a clothespin. Uh, <laughs> it really was I'm like, sorry to say I do. <laughs> <laughs> it floated down in front of me. The answer to my, your question is the trance of scarcity. And it's like, that's it, isn't it? That's why it can hold us as a whole population, because it's unseen and undetected. Aha. But, that, but originally, I wanted to name the book Embodied Abundance, mm-hmm. but then realized we have to name what's keeping us from that first, and then we have the capacity to move beyond it. You know, what you talk about is about embodiment, really, in this book. I mean, I think one of the chapters, and please correct me if I don't get this exactly right, I think one of the chapters is about what we embody, what we embody, we become, or, we become, or yes. something like that. Yes. Uh, and, and that is a concept that we're hearing a lot about. And at the same time, Victoria, I think that it's a concept that most people don't really get, because if they got it, they would stop what they're doing. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think it's new for us as Westerners. We've mm-hmm. been very much in Cartesian thinking when Descartes said, I think, therefore I am. He basically decapitated us and kept the head and threw the body away. So for centuries, we've held it like the body really doesn't have any intelligence. It's just something that has to cart the brain around. It's irrelevant in terms of who we are as a being. And what neuroscience and so much other of the great science and work that's being done is really showing us is that the lived experience is the body. The body is the lived experience. So our muscles, uh, excuse me, our habits of thinking, our habits of behaving literally live in our muscles. They live in our nervous system. So they become habitual. That's why we, whatever we become, but whatever we practice, we embody. We are the sum total of the practices we've been in. And, you know, for most of us, that's good news and bad news because there's a lot of practices I don't want to keep embodying. And to just try to change something from the neck up, from the head, 
I think we've all probably seen it or done it ourselves with, um, I, I just think about how often people are using their affirmations and they're really intentional every day that they're going to change this behavior or take on this new way of being and really make very little progress and end up thinking, oh, there must be something wrong with me or this stuff doesn't work. You know, somehow there's failure rather than realizing until we engage the whole system, the mind, body, spirit unit as a whole, we're not changing ourselves at an um, essential level so that we can be different. But one of the things we talk about is um, biology always wins. Whatever's embodied in you is going to be the thing that trumps anything else, particularly under pressure. So that's why people can do their practices and they can get really calm. It's like, okay, I'm not going to raise my voice today. I'm going to be a wonderful person. I know I am. And then in the moment of pressure, when something comes at them, they find themselves yelling and go, how could that happen? I said I wasn't going to do that again. We have to retrain the nervous system. And the good news is, and this, I too, I think is a piece that we don't always hold, is we can retrain our nervous system. We can take on new patterns and get rid of old ones. It doesn't happen overnight, which perhaps makes it not as popular, but it's completely available to us. Whatever we practice, we become. Well, it's really interesting you say that because I was speaking with a friend of mine a couple of days ago who uh, it really is, it has a tendency to lash out. And the words that you just spoke are exactly what we hear all the time. You know, I did it again. I, don't re- I d- didn't mean to do it. But, you know, I got really angry, and there I am. Right. Right. And then we beat ourselves up, and we're bad Horrible. people, and we shame ourselves, which actually is more of the trance doing its work on us. See, you're not good enough. See, it will never work. So, it's really the evidence that we wait for. Yeah. In yeah. some sense. Yeah. So now, it, it, it is slippery and sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> to have, a, have an appreciation, really, for how our system works, how our psychobiology, and I use that as one word, how our psychobiology functions for us to understand it a little more deeply of what the system does under pressure. You know, it's like have, trying to grab a goldfish. Right. You know, right. Have you, ever, you ever tried to do that? <laughs> or just yeah. in, you know, just envision anything like that where, you know, you can see it, you grab it, it's slippery. I think you and I talked about this before, you know, my experience as a child with Jell-O, mm-hmm. with trying to grab a hold of Jell-O and watching what happens to that. But the, the good news, isn't the good news, Victoria, that you know it's Jell-O, you know it's a goldfish, so you know it's the trance. Right. And if you watch the properties of the jello or the goldfish, you find other ways to move with it so that you actually can be successful. If we keep telling the goldfish, hey, stop acting like a goldfish, darn it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what we do to ourselves. Stop acting like you have a biology. Stop acting like you have patterns. Now, just get over it. <laughs> I, I, I cringe I, when, when the great um, advice that people get is, you need to stop that. Just get over that. It's like, oh, just suck it up. <laughs> Do you know anything about us humans? <laughs> if that worked, we all would have done it a long time ago. But, you know, it is a story that we're told, and you talk a lot about upgrading our stories. And, yeah. you know, there is the story of, 
of, wow, just suck it up, keep marching, move on, move forward, don't let that stop you. And I'm not saying that those are bad things. I'm just saying that what is the context that we're using that framework to live our lives? What have you found in the people, the thousands of people that, that you get to interact with, what have you found is most difficult for people in terms of upgrading their stories? Uh, well, I, I do want to just say one thing on what you said because it's so key. When we're okay. told to keep sucking it up and keep going, the way we're able to do that is we keep numbing ourselves down so that we don't feel the pain, we don't feel the right. disappointment, we don't feel the resentment, the fatigue, whatever it may be. And the more we get ourselves numb or deaden ourselves, the less of us we have available to do anything different. So I, I think that's part of the answer to your question of how do people upgrade their story? First, they see the one they're in. And that isn't always pretty, but it's very useful. So it, to understand that there's a difference between story or interpretation and fact. So we treat our stories usually like they're fact, like they're the cold, hard truth, you can't change them. I'm not enough. I'm slow. I'm uh, unlovable. Any of those. And there are a zillion versions of them. As long as we treat that like it's the truth, we can't move it. We can't do anything with it. it it's like the center stake in our tent. But if we recognize, you know what, that's an interpretation or a story, probably that I've carried for a long time, possibly that I inherited, uh, certainly the story of money is bad. That, that's an interpretation many of us were raised in. Ooh, money's bad. So, okay, well, if money's bad and I want to be a good person, I guess that means I can't have money. Mm, too bad. <laughs> so to see it's a story and then to stop and really get in touch with what matters to me. What do I most care about? Where are my deepest commitments, my, what, what I want to accomplish, the legacy I want to leave, whatever it may be. And then given that as the, um, the, the destination, what would be a story that was useful to that desire, to that commitment? Mm -hmm. So if the story is money is bad and my commitment is, is to um, help people uh, uh, with low self-esteem, but I won't let myself be around money, I see that I greatly limit my ability to do good work. So I, and, and again, there will be a thousand stories that I could find that would be in support of my goal. I want to help people with low self-esteem. But I pick one, a different, very different, and it doesn't have to be just the counter of, okay, if I thought money was bad, now I'm just going to go with story money is good. It's not, right. it's not like we're trying to trick ourselves. But if my new story becomes, I am... Uh, I have plenty of resources to do what helps people. Then I'll start moving in a different way, and that's the second piece of it. So the first piece is really identifying my story and what I say upgraded. And then the second piece is to look at the practices that would be coherent with the new story because we can take on a new story but still live in our old practices and exactly. boy, that's a recipe for suffering. Act, like, and actually, that's close to the definition of insanity, isn't it, really? Yeah. 
<laughs> because, you know, we can take on a new story, but just keep doing the same things over and over and over and over again that we've been doing. Right. Uh, and right. then the question, and doesn't that then feed the cycle of, of what I call the cycle of low-point living, that place where you think, I'm the lowest thing on the planet, and even if you don't say it, there are different mm-hmm. things that you do in your life, and what happens is don't we then reinforce that by actually not practicing and wonder why our lives are not changing? Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, just like we've been marinated in the trance of scarcity, we've also been marinated in instant results, drive through everything. You know, drive through transformation. Hi, I put my card in. I should have be transformed by now. So we don't uh, have much capacity to stay with something. If it doesn't happen right away, well, it wasn't supposed to happen, or this stuff doesn't work, or I can't get it right. But anybody who has uh, developed any level of mastery in music or art or uh, athletics or anything in any of us that, you know, might be considered experts in our field, say. It's come from days, months, and years of being in a practice to cultivate that, a, a law practice, a medical practice. I mean, if we really understand the nature of how things get built, it isn't instant transformation. And, of course, we want relief. Oh, Lord, of course we want Oh, and more so now than ever, really. Yeah. More so now than ever. Victoria, let's take a short break. When we come back, more with Victoria Castle and the trance of scarcity, as well as many, many, many invitations for each and every one of you to start right now to make a commitment. And Victoria is going to show us how we can change, transform our lives, or at least begin to do that right here on the Dr. Pat Show. Stay tuned, everyone. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Why do you exist? What is the purpose of Earth? Do the stars really hold the answer to your spiritual path? These questions and more are revealed through a private astrological consultation with spiritual astrologer Martin Montez for an in-depth and empowering interpretation of your birth chart outlining your spiritual path. Visit CosmicCuisine.com That's CosmicCuisine.com and let Martin Montez give you the answers. What does HealthyLife.net and Amazon.com have in common? Well, they're both available on the internet. They both give great value. But most important, most of our positive program hosts and guests are accomplished authors. And their books are available from, you got it, Amazon.com. Now it even gets better than that. Because when you're listening on air to a HealthyLife.net host or guest, you can go directly to Amazon.com and you can order your book while you're still listening to your favorite HealthyLife.net program. So when you hear an author you like, go to the homepage of HealthyLife.net and click on Amazon.com. Occasional digestion got you down? After meals, do you feel bloated, heavy, tummy hurt? Does occasional heartburn and indigestion or a just plain tired feeling take the energy out of your day? Vital digestive enzymes are needed to properly digest food and E12 provides them all. Customers often report a dramatic life improvement. Visit DigestEasy.com. That's DigestEasy.com. And discover E12 food enzymes, the digestive secret thousands have benefited from. 
Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to discover what's preventing you or your business from obtaining your goals, dreams, and vision. The Inquiring Mind is your partner. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. as Stephanie Durham, professional life coach, presents ACES. Authenticity, choices, empowerment, and success. Spanning 25 years of successful business tenure, in addition to over four years of training with Caroline Mace at the CMED Institute, Stephanie's authenticity and vast knowledge helps you objectively explore wise choices with her finely attuned facilitator skills, leading you to personal empowerment and ultimate success. Do you know you have power to create what you want in your life and in business? You do. This message will self-absorb in five seconds. information, call us toll-free at 1-866-461-6463. When you need a positive point of view, turn to HealthyLife.net, your 24-7 radio network for a better future. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. This is our Enlightened Capitalism Hour, and it's no mistake that we're here with Victoria Castle, talking about the trance of scarcity. What does it mean? What do we have to do to break through that? Uh, in this next segment, we're going to be talking about the cycle of abundance. We're going to be talking about many things that will help each and every one of us take that next step. Victoria, thank you so much for joining the show today, and, and it's always a pleasure. Um, I would love for you to give out some information to folks so that they know how to find out more about what you're doing, where you're going to be, and the book, and all the exciting things that are happening uh, with you. Mm, thank you. The website is tranceofscarcity.com, and on that you can look at the calendar. I have newsletters you can sign up for, um, courses coming up, and there are two courses that are coming up this month, one um, next Friday and Saturday in Seattle called Living Into Greatness, which is a two-day workshop of either jump-starting you if you feel a little stalled or really increasing your capacity and your attraction in the world to accomplish what you want. And then that very same workshop will be done the following Friday and Saturday, the 29th and 30th, in San Francisco. And then there are lots of other things coming down the pike. Um, but being with other people in the investigation of this, I think, is very, very useful. In fact, I've created a group study guide that you can get from the website so that you can get together with, you know, six or eight other friends and go through eight completely structured sessions to explore the book together. Because it's not about going off and privately changing my trance of scarcity and then coming back to the world and not sharing it. It's the more we can touch the collective, the more capacity and velocity we have here. And my aim is to end this nasty old trance because it's, it impacts us personally, but again, it impacts us globally in such dire ways that the sooner we can wake people up to it, the better. Well, and, and exactly, and, and it's all about creating the, the flow of abundance, not just for us as individuals, but of course it needs to start there, but also for the world, because isn't it a cycle that if we believe in scarcity for ourselves, then isn't that also, don't we transfer that to the rest of the world? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the very thing. If, if you look at, I don't have an, yeah, I see that you have a need, but if I believe I don't have enough, then I have to turn to you and say, too bad. i got to keep everything I have. 
And we do the same thing as nations. Oh, look, there are people starting over there. Yeah, but, you know, we might, we, we might have less if we help you. So, too bad. It, and it doesn't mean that we're unfeeling. Again, that's the place where we go kind of numb. I can't bear that people are suffering, so i got to turn down my aliveness. Mm. I can feel less and less and less and less, and then I can kind of tolerate that that goes on in the world. I have to separate. I have to distance myself from it to even let it be so. And I'm not saying, hey, look, if you're really alive, you'd be giving all your money away and not worry about whether you're taken care of, because that's scarcity thinking, too. To, to be in the flow of abundance, is to be part of the flow, not separate from it. And that's a really significant piece because so many of us operate as if we are separate. Like our fundamental principle is I'm separate from you, from money, from opportunity, from love, all of those things. So to shift that story from um, I'm not eligible or I don't fit in or I'm different or other than, to shift from that story to the one of, I already belong in the flow of life, of possibility, of opportunity, of resources. I'm part of it as opposed to um, not even distant cousins from it. You know, So many of us <clears throat> spend our lives trying to be eligible to get into the club. What if we recognize we're already in? Then how would we free up all of that energy? What would we be doing with that energy? that right now we're just spinning our cycle on the outside going, I'm trying, I'm trying to be good enough, I'm trying to get in, I'm trying to convince them or myself that it's okay for me to be here. So I first would invite people to consider that you're already in. Mm-hmm. You already belong. You're already part of the flow. And then, just like... <clears throat> understanding the nature of humans, to understand the nature of abundance and flow and ease. For one thing, it is fluid. It's moving. It's not stagnant. It doesn't get dammed up somewhere and piled up. You know, if you think about a river and you dam it at, at, um, in two places, the water in between, between is no longer a moving body of water, and soon it becomes a swamp. So we want to take the dams out wherever we may have constructed them in the flow and, and really see it. <clears throat> For me, it's, it's convenient or it's helpful to see it as a circle, but it flows in a circle. And yes, and you talk about that in your book. Uh, actually, it's, I, I love the way you describe this. You call it the cycle of abundance, uh, the six phases of the flow. Mm-hmm. And that is the circle um, th- that I, I recall that you describe. Uh, and, you know, that piece where you're talking about we're already in it, is that what you're referring to as aligning? Well, yeah, or it's certainly coming back in, remembering that I'm already part of it. And, <clears throat> I, of course, I have to say that where my personal expertise is, is being out of the flow. <laughs> Struggling, <laughs> suffering, working hard, being separate. Rah, 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 rah. You know, that, that was kind of it. I kept seeing this flow and geez, how do I get in there? You know, what's the admission price? And that was my thing that all I had to do was say yes to it, and I was in it. So once we are in the flow and allowing that, then the first step of it, just as you say, is aligning. And aligning is simply coming back to being part of something greater than myself. But the opposite of aligning is forcing. 
something else that I have a lot of expertise in. I'll make it happen. I'll get it done. I'll just push my head down, put my head down and push through and force it and cram it and strain and use myself up on it. Or I could stop for a moment, take a breath, let myself get centered and connected to life and what wants to happen and timing and all of that and really listen for it. Ah, what wants to happen here? Where's the direction for me to be moving now? It's like we, we're down, crunched, you know, huddled and hard, and we unfurl ourselves and let ourselves be informed about Absolutely. what's available. Absolutely. We're going to talk more about that because that's such a great feeling. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. This is our Enlightened Capitalism Hour. I'm here with Victoria Castle. The Trance of Scarcity will be right back invitation for all of us to get in the flow now. In the long run, humans cannot tolerate ecstasy deprivation, said Felicitas Goodman, anthropologist. Tune into the Dr. Pat Show to learn more about ecstatic wisdom postures discovered by Goodman and taught by certified teacher Deborah Milton. The practice combines body postures with rhythms, which expands consciousness, nurtures belonging, and nourishes aliveness. Milton is teaching both in Seattle and Black Tail Ranch, Montana in August. For more information, go to www.debramilton.com. That's D-E-B-O-R-A-H-M-I-L-T-O-N.com. NLP is a behavioral science that utilizes language to impact verbal and nonverbal communication, allowing you to rethink how you perceive what is occurring in your mind. NLP provides a system of knowledge and values, procedures, and tools for the purpose of empowering your life and the life of others. When you learn how to practice NLP, you can become capable of achieving anything you set your mind to. Anything. Join the Empowerment Partnership as they present the Accelerated NLP Practitioner Training in Seattle, October the 8th through the 14th. Call 800-800-MIND or go to www.nlp.com. Mention the Dr. Pat Show to receive 20% off. The Empowerment Partnership. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that. For all your live or pre-recorded webcasting needs, come to earthchannel.com. Get your web-based message out to a select group or the whole world. It's easy. A pioneer in webcasting, earthchannel.com provides the best products and services to big corporations and government users. And now, the same technology is available to you. They have the best earthcasting coders, servers, and products to meet your technical needs. But wait, don't want to mess with technical stress? No problem. They'll do it for you. Earth Channel.com is your answer. You can use webcasting for lots of things like advertising, marketing, customer support, training, and don't forget web radio and TV. In fact, you're listening to a live Earthcast right now. So come to EarthChannel.com. Actualize your audio or video webcasting needs today. You can't beat the friendly service or the price. Call EarthChannel.com at 800-849-8978. That's 800-849-8978. I'm Dr. Pat Vasily, the host of The Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Let me help you take your empowering message to a community of people looking for products and services that value all life on earth and tap into the one true freedom we have, the freedom to choose. Let our listeners choose you. Join the buzz and be the buzz. Sponsor The Dr. Pat Show. Call me at 206-523-5522. That's 206-523-5522. 
Pep it up with positive energy power right here on HealthyLife.net. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. This is our Enlightened Capitalism Hour with my very special guest, uh, author, uh, teacher, coach, inspiration for many, many people, Victoria Castle. And we're all, we are talking about her book, The Tra- Trance of Scarcity, which is going to be, uh, what do you call it, Victoria? I don't, you know, it's going to be published. Uh, re-released, in, I guess. Re-released, okay. Yeah. But re-released in a huge way. I mean, that story is very exciting in itself. I mean, isn't oh, that oh, story yeah. about the trance? Absolutely. Everything about writing this book is a testament to ease and flow. First of all, I never wanted to write a book. Oh, please don't make me write a book. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just put me in the room with people. Don't make me write. I can't do that. And then, it, then here comes the writing coach, and I find the ideal editor, and she brings the right illustrator and book designer and all of that. So we go through the process of producing a book, self-published. And it starts selling by word of mouth. And in months, it sold 2,500 copies. And it's like, wow, how did that happen? And then I get a call from a publisher who says, we've seen your book, we really like it, and we'd like to pick it up, and we don't want to change a thing. It's like, what? That can happen? So almost like what we were talking about during the break, you know, can you really be successful running radio shows? Can it really be that easy to um, have a book out there? Well, Yeah, because fundamentally the universe or spirit or whatever word you would insert there isn't predisposed to making it difficult. It's our stories that it's got to be difficult that keeps putting us in the boggy water rather than in the nice smooth flow of it, if you will. And don't we pick up stories? I mean, I know some of the stories, Victoria, we create from ourselves. But, boy, you know, we are so influenced by other people. And I was sharing, you're right, I was sharing during break that uh, I, I get two responses from people that meet me. Usually the first response is, love your show. Uh, wow, you look really different than your picture. I just went through that this weekend. <laughs> and the good news is they say I look better. Uh, and then the next thing is, wow, how are you doing with this? You know, is, is this your livelihood? Or, you know, how are you living? Are you really making any money from this? <laughs> Yeah, you're and, living off your credit card to be able to do this or what? And so the question then is, you know, how do we defend against other people's stories? Yeah. First of all, I think, again, to understand we, as humans, we assign meaning to everything. Everything. So to think that somebody's not going to be in their own stories is just overlooking the nature of who we are. If their story is their story. We don't have to take it on. We, we do have that choice. And uh, I remember a friend talking about somebody had come to see his family, and he had a daughter who then I think was 11 or 12 or something like that. And the visitor said, whoa, boy, she's going to be a handful when she's a teenager. You better watch out. And my friend said, no, stop. I'm not buying that story, and I don't want you to say it again. Uh. We're not going to program ourselves into seeing our daughter as a problem. So just that kind of awareness of, yep, that's a story. I don't need to take it on. And if we're around people that we see are really caught in their stories, which many of us are, once we understand the nature of story and have upgraded ours, then we can be a resource to them about potentially upgrading theirs. 
but we don't do it by making them wrong or shaming them or saying, oh, well, you need to get it together, you know, like I have. <laughs> you go, oh, man, you know what? I, I know exactly where you are. I, I was so stuck in my interpretation, my story of life's got to be difficult, life can't be trusted, I'll never make it, life is unfair, what, whatever it is. And once I saw it, I was actually able to shift to something else, and boy, it's made a huge difference for me. W- would you like to know more about that? Mm-hmm. To offer it really from a place of generosity and connection rather than a separateness of like, ooh, you're in old stories while I'm in new stories. And, you know, there's, we have a little tendency to do that because we sure don't want to get pulled back in. So we tend to distance ourselves from things. And we make a lot of mischief every time we try to pretend that we are separate from each other. Oh, we do. It's like throwing sand at your friend in the, in the sandbox. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it is a mischief. And at the same time, and what I wanted to ask you about, Victoria, is uh, I've had several conversations on, on the air within the, oh, I'd say the past two weeks, uh, about what's going on in the world, about this, this let's call it an edge, uh, whether it's an obvious edge or whether it's more subconscious, but this level of fear, this level of tightening up as opposed oh, yeah. to expanding. Now, oh, I don't yeah. know how true that story is because I get to talk to people like you every day, and that's <laughs> all about expansion. But yet the sense is that we're stepping into a world that is about tightening up, closing down, staying close. What do you... What do you make of all of that? Well, those, I would just say the people that keep perpetuating that story, you know, like selling people on, that's what you need to do, Mm. their motives would not be one that I would call inclusive and charitable. Right. It's like, hey, all you got to do is keep people scared and you can get them under control. Um, It's a great form of domination. Just keep them nervous. Keep them edgy. And then you can tell them exactly what to do to be safe. And because, again, we're biological beings, we're very interested in being safe and perpetuating our lives and our our well-being. So we'll begin to behave and follow the rules. And and because what's natural in us, what's wired into our nervous system, is when we perceive danger, and I say perceive danger, we have a fight-or-flight reaction. It's not anything that we can control. It's the autonomous nervous system. It goes off automatically. Uh-oh. I'm either, I either got to turn and fight or run like crazy or the freeze symptom, which is basically to try to be invisible or to be so small or play dead, literally, that they could survive. So that system is in us. And <laughs> if you look at it from a uh, medical or scientific, biological point of view, that fight-or-flight response is designed, and then it, you know, pours all this adrenaline into our system and changes where the blood flows. It's designed to last about 10 to 12 minutes. Wow. And then to subside and for us to come back to the state of flow again. Right. But we keep ourselves in it all the time. Oh, we do, and we're going to talk about that when we come back from break, because that is something that I think people need to be awakened to. We do not have to stay in that in that tightened up, closed down, and the universe is waiting to give, and we should be ready to receive. Stay tuned, everyone. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, more with Victoria Castle, the trance of scarcity, and this is your invitation to freedom. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Welcome back, everyone. And we're back sooner than we thought because we were having such a fabulous conversation that Spirit decided that we needed to continue this, Victoria. <laughs> there you go. We're just going to say yes. <laughs> we're just going to say yes, and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I'm here with Victoria Castle. We're talking about the trance of scarcity. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. Let me just say this. If you want to find out more about what we are doing, uh, where, where you could hear us on the Internet or in your car, easy to do, www.thedrpatshow.com, T-H-E-D-R-patshow.com. And, uh, Victoria, I know that you are going to be in many places doing many things, and so what is the best way for people to find out more about what you're doing or how to plug in or how to ask you questions? Oh, the mighty website, you know, <laughs> the Internet. <clears throat> and the website is tranceofscarcity.com. There's lots of information there about upcoming events, um, a description of a lot of what I've done, the current newsletter, which you can sign up for and get it in your email once a month, or read old ones, lots of information, more information about the trance of scarcity. You know, what is it? How can you say that when people don't have money, that it's a trance? All of that information. And to really become part of this growing um, population of people who are waking up to the trance and want a difference in their life and want a difference in other people's lives, too. Because when we're out of the trance, we get to return to our natural state of generosity and connection. That's one of the really lovely gifts of it. And like you were talking earlier, when we, you know, all of this of hunker down, tighten up, squeeze in, contract, get smaller, get tighter, get, get, put up the shield. That's a state that literally deadens us. It, it just it keeps our, uh, our life force so compressed that pretty soon there's not much that gets through. It's just a little trickle rather than a flow. So to do a simple thing, and not a simplistic thing, but a simple thing of letting yourself exhale fully. And I say exhale more than inhale because here's an interesting little bit, is that the inhale, particularly if it's like this, can trigger the fight-or-flight response. An exhale triggers the, the flip side of that, which is sometimes called the feed-and-breed response, mm-hmm. or that state where we're calm and we're at ease and our blood flow is returned to normal and we don't have all of those um, adrenal glands going off and so on, that the more we can shift our state, which is a key practice in the book and a key practice in coming out of the trance, shift our state out of that chronic contraction and tightness and holding and move to a place of fullness and flow and really feeling grounded and connected again. Because when we contract, we pull our energy up. You know, if if you could pull the body up, you'd be pulling your, your knees up underneath you. Well, it's very hard to be grounded in the world when you're not connected. Yeah, so coming back and landing and being present and then seeing what's going on and what's needed rather than the habitual, oh, no, another fire to put out. You know, and I've consulted in organizations for 20 years, and many of them run on the crisis du jour. Oh, I know. What they cultivate are firefighters, people that are good at putting out fires, not people that are good at strategic thinking and know how to achieve the values and the mission that they've set for themselves. But isn't that really, uh, and, and I'm glad you brought that up, because 
I mean, we're talking about the micro and the macro. I mean, the organization is, you know, in a sense, the macro, and of course, society and humanity. But the micro is it really we're talking about us. There's this sense, though, uh, Victoria, that if there is not a crisis, then there's really nothing going on, and and really there's nothing for me to solve. I mean, what would happen if peace broke out? <laughs> do you know what, what I'm saying? What would we do with ourselves? What would we, we do with ourselves? How do yeah. we put meaning if we're not out there beating down the bushes, putting out the fires, climbing the mountains? And there's this sense that if we're not doing that, we're just not enough. And if we're not doing that, then we certainly are not worth being paid well. Right. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think we're all pretty safe there in that uh, the only reason you need managers, going back to a company, the only reason you need managers is to attend to things that don't go the way they were expected to go. Well, I'm pretty sure we can count on that continuing to happen. But if we have it that the only way I can be valuable is for there to be crisis in the world that I'm attending to, we're perpetuating the crisis. And to understand, I think part of it is um, few of us actually have spent very much time in ease and flow. <laughs> you know, we might have when we were kids, but probably from about the time we were seven or eight, a Something lot happened. of that got drained out of us. Mm-hmm. So we're so used to the push and get it done. You've got to have something to show for what you did today because you've got to prove that you're valuable because if you don't prove you're valuable, you can't be part of the tribe, blah, 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 blah. You well, know, there's something in your book you say that I love, and, and I read it and I thought, oh, my God, she must have been in my past. You say, this is the talk we get. There's not enough. Settle for less. Wait for your turn and fight like hell for what you want. <laughs> <laughs> now, how do I do all those things at the same time? Yeah. Yeah, so, so as long as we hold the story that the only way I have value is if I'm putting out fires, or, or here's another story. If, if we did have peace on earth, it would be boring. That's so, the story. So why would we want peace on earth? You know, it's the same kind of thing in some ways why I think um, commerce and spirituality ha- look like they're opposed to each other. Because... Commerce, capitalism, certainly is about competition, innovation, creating new things, going for it. Spirituality, many people have the image of, you know, we're all floating around in the clouds playing our lutes or flutes or whatever it is. Like, oh, I wonder, eternity, boy, this is a little more boring than I thought it would be. We, we don't have much capacity, or we have greatly reduced our capacity to be in the moment and be enriched by it, to, to take pleasure out of simple things and grand things. So it's like if there isn't a lot happening, I can't tell I'm alive. It's because we've turned our rheostat down so low that we have to have crashing going on for us to be able to hear anything. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, Victoria, we are creating uh, global stories, number one. Uh, but the reason that I wanted to do this particular segment, which I call the Enlightened Capitalism Hour, is to say that in, as we live in this world, in this society, and we do exchange goods and services for cash, and that goes on a lot, uh, we don't have to have this idea of enlightenment and that exchange be mutually exclusive. What if we lived in a world where what we were doing, as you say in your book, is receiving and giving? You see, that's part of the flow. Mm-hmm. What we forget to do so often is the giving. 
And I don't know that we do the receiving very well either. Yeah, I don't think we do the receiving very well. And and if if we really look at it like a business exchange, it's an exchange of worth or of value. Mm -hmm. You give me the bedspread, I give you the money for the bedspread. It's the... The idea of rich exchange, and that it's so in keeping with giving and receiving. So giving is I let things move from me. I release them. Receiving is I'm present enough to really, truly receive, feel, be touched by what comes to me, whether that's a compliment or a gift or, or a client paying their check, whatever it may be, that I'm present to it rather than for many of us because we think receiving is not spiritual enough. We put up a plexiglass wall and kind of see it come in, but we don't really let ourselves have it. So we never get that sense of being full. Absolutely. And all of this is related to the flow. We're going to take a short break, uh, everyone. I'm here with Victoria Castle, the author of The Trance of Scarcity. Many wonderful things uh, happening there. We'll, uh, We'll be right back from a short break. You've been listening to The Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. When we come back, Victoria will have her personal personal statement commitment to all of you stay tuned we'll be right back Huna is for everyone any race religion gender and age anyone that wants to know more about who we are why we're here and how the universe works A wide and varied range of people with different backgrounds are drawn to HUNA and attend the biannual HUNA workshop. Healthcare professionals, therapists, lawyers, managers, educators, professional athletes, college students, and people just like you. If you're interested in a more spiritual view of the world, if you want to connect more with who you are and discover a whole new universe around you, then HUNA is for you. Call 800-800-MIND or go to HUNA.com and learn about the September 9th through the 17th Kona event in Kona, Hawaii. Mention the Dr. Pat Show and receive a special discount. I'm Dr. Pat Vasili, the host of the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Let me help you take your empowering message to a community of people looking for products and services that value all life on earth and tap into the one true freedom we have, the freedom to choose. Let our listeners choose you. Join the buzz and be the buzz. Sponsor the Dr. Pat Show. Call me at 206-523-5522. That's 206-523-5522. For all your live or pre-recorded webcasting needs, come to earthchannel.com. Get your web-based message out to a select group or the whole world. It's easy. A pioneer in webcasting, earthchannel.com provides the best products and services to big corporations and government users. And now, this same technology is available to you. They have the best earthcasting coders, servers, and products to meet your technical needs. But wait, don't want to mess with technical stress? No problem. They'll do it for you. Earthchannel.com is your answer. You can use webcasting for lots of things, like advertising, marketing, customer support, training, and don't forget, web radio and TV. In fact, you're listening to a live Earthcast right now. So come to earthchannel.com. Actualize your audio or video webcasting needs today. You can't beat the friendly service or the price. Call earthchannel.com at 800-849-8978. That's 800-849-8978. Welcome back. 
Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. Wow, I don't know where the hour went, but I'm here with Victoria Castle. Victoria, you know, we've talked about a lot of things today, and I know we're going to wrap up in about 30 seconds, but I would love for you to leave a personal message with our listeners. The first thing I would say is don't settle for less than who you are. You have a right to a rich, full, meaningful life, and the world needs you at full power really out there making your contribution and receiving what's available to you. It, it doesn't have to be hard. We do have the elements to change our reality. And the universe is already on your side saying, come on in, come on into the flow. Wow. Thank you so much, Victoria Castle. Thank you. I know we'll be talking with you more. The book is The Trance of Scarcity. You can find out all about this on how to get it from the website, www.transofscarcity.com. We'll see you next week right here on HealthyLife.net. All right. Many blessings to you all. Thank you, Jay. Great job. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you. What would happen if you could turn your midlife crisis into a midlife miracle? My name is Moira Shepard, and when it comes to midlife crisis,